0: church, family,
1: theology, news, entertainment, evangelism. If it's Christian, then we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Podcast. All right, this is the Mike Charleston podcast. This is Mike Charleston, and I'm joined today with Sarah and with Larry's on the phone. Larry, are you there? I am here. All right, I hope we got the video started because at the very end we forgot to hit record, but I think we got it. <laughs> All right. Well, today we got a good show for you. We're we're going to continue on our subject from last week. We we're talking about Christmas and traditions and things and we're not going to bore you with more of those details, but we are it, it's a good time where we're going to talk about greed and covetousness and greed and consequences. And so we're going to talk about greed today. But before we do that, we're gonna catch up a little bit. We really didn't get to talk to Larry too much, but he had something he wanted to share.
0: Yeah, we got a couple of things. Tomorrow is our thirtieth anniversary.
1: Oh, sweet!
0: Ooh, nice. How many of them yeah. have been
1: happy years? I thirty. Okay, <laughs> good answer. <Yeah>. Good answer. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you might have to ask Pam that what she thinks. But That's right. <laughs> are you guys doing anything special? No, not really. Oh, so that that was your big news? (laughs) Well, well, that and uh, just we got a lot done on the house. Yeah. So that's a a lot of progress being made this weekend. It was good. Sweet. So part of it is uh, uh, like we got in the laundry room. There's three, let's see, one, two, three, four doors. And we got them all. I took them all off and painted them. Wow! Actually, the back door I didn't—I didn't paint that one. Pam did, so sweet. So nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sounds good. Well, we were hoping that you had something because we had a pretty boring week. Like Sarah said, the, the most exciting thing was that she played Risk with the kids. <laughs> well, I don't
2: know if that was the most exciting. It's the only thing that That's stuck a, out. That yeah, that the, was l- the little girls
1: had never played Risk before, so they wanted to to play Risk, and I hate the game. I don't like Risk at all. It's not very. No, I just sit there and roll dice all the game long, roll dice. It's not very strategic. It's, it's just I like European games, uh-huh. so we'll, yeah, we'll stick with those. It's,
0: it's long and boring. Sorry. Hey, what about your project you've been working on?
1: Nah, we kind of put it on pause, but we got the back patio done. If you we're, we're, The pictures we showed you last week are where we're at. We haven't really done much. So Jeremiah's been working, and I need to wait for him. Because I'm not exactly sure uh, okay. how to do flashing. <laughs> and, well,
2: we did get the supplies, though.
1: <laughs> we did get supplies. So we did get the supplies. So All anyway, right. but so nothing exciting else going on in your life there, huh? Nothing else.
0: No, no. Other than our anniversary and Amanda, uh, she had the idea that we should go to several different restaurants in the area and just order chicken tenders or chicken nuggets. Why? And, um, she thought that would be kind of funny and unique. So, so, so is that what you're I, gonna do? I, I don't think so. Okay. No. <laughs>
1: hey, what about chicken wings? You can do chicken wings. Ain't no thing like well, a chicken wings. Well, that wing.
0: sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So well, cool. Thirty I years don't know. Yeah, thirty years. Yeah. Oh well, the, it's kind of funny. We haven't really been big on
1: anniversaries.
0: One year, we spent our anniversary at a Chick Fil A. Up in near Destin, Florida.
1: Wow, romantic man.
0: Wow, so that's where the chicken comes in.
1: That's where the chicken comes in. (laughs) That's right.
0: Well, the kids got to play on the playground while we ate our dinner. I was actually doing a job. Yeah, that's all right. Fancy, you know?
1: Hey, I I, I can't judge. No, (laughs) I'm sure we've had some doozies. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, well, cool. Then if that's it, then we'll go ahead and just jump right into our topic today, where we're going to be talking about. (gasps) Yeah. <laughs> Money and greed and covetousness and the things that we don't really want to talk about. But I think we're going to talk about that a little bit. I think we need to keep things in check a little bit and a little perspective. So I think we'll after we get back from this little break, I know it's early on, but we're going to break and then we'll uh, come back and talk about greed.
2: You're listening to the Mike Charleston Podcast.
1: All right, we are back, and after a couple takes there, uh, I forgot what I was going to say in that first segment, Larry, so we're going to have to do that later. <laughs> uh, I did have something I wanted to share, um, but uh, maybe, I, I don't know, should I do that now? I'll, I'll do it later, uh, but it will come in from a different segment, and uh, it just has to do with the website and the podcast in the future, but anyway. So today, we are going to be talking about greed, covetousness, and money. Money, money. <laughs> The good old money song. Money. Yep. Yep. We all want it, right?
0: Gimme some.
1: Yeah, so we all we want a little bit of money, right? But uh, so, how biblical is money and greed and coveting so we're going to talk about that i know this is not the season to be doing this right people are out there buying gifts and spending all kinds of money and here we are talking about greed but we need to bring some balance and make people think you know this is a good time to make people think on a lot of different things you know everyone says this is the season the reason for the season is jesus right is it really you know because jesus is not about greed jesus says a lot of things about merchandising and all these things, so just bring it in perspective. If you really are celebrating Christ, then check your check your motives here. Now, once again, we'll clarify this. We are not judging anybody. This is a heart issue. We're not going to give you a list of things here to do. Check. You have to check your own heart. Greed and covetousness, and it's it's very difficult. We tried nailing this down and giving a, a list, and it wasn't easy, was it? No. It's a heart easy. issue. It really is a heart issue at the end of the day. Um, so anyway... So Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, right? We don't even have that clip. It's a time to give, not, not to get, gi- right? Or is it? Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, this is, uh, it's a weird time of season. We go out and spend all kinds of money and to give gifts, which we'll talk about later. We have a whole bunch of stats, but we want to get some of the Scripture uh, in here right now. So uh, greed... What's a good definition? What we've never asked you, Larry. What's a good definition of greed? Because we've been talking about trying to find out a good definition, and uh, so what? Just off the top of your head, what do you think is a good definition for greed?
0: Well, that's a. You think that'd be an easy one, but it's. I guess having that sense that enough is not enough, and you want mm-hmm. more than
1: what is what you need. Yeah, that, that was the problem, though. The need word. The um, yeah. Because it's like, do I need another shirt? Is it all right to have things? Sure, it's all right to have things. Yeah. And uh, so the problem we have here is we're Americans. We are the, the most affluent country in the world, uh, per capita mm-hmm. probably. I, I haven't checked the numbers, but we're very affluent. So our mind is going to be confused about this. Go ahead. So Somebody
0: asked, I think it was they asked J. Paul Getty, or maybe it was uh, Rockefeller,
1: they asked him how much is enough. Oh, one more dollar. And he, and, he, <laughs> and he
0: said just a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: One more dollar, one more dollar. Yeah, I'm going to have a I'm going to have a I want to turn over here and look this way. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching on YouTube. Hit the the like button, subscribe and the notifications. That'd be cool. But Larry's over there on the video, so I kind of want to look over there. <laughs> well, but,
0: you don't have to. I'm, nah, well, yeah, I yeah, I
1: guess you I'm going to try not to, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good definition of greed. We came up with what? An intense and selfish desire for something, a selfish and excessive desire for more of something than is needed. Once again, there's that needed Needed. word. That's where it's, we justify it right there. Well, I need this. I need, we say need a lot. Well, I need the fifth bed. I mean, do you need a fifth bed? Do you need a, I need a fourth guitar, you know, like, do you really need your 80 pairs of shoes? Um so this is this is the tricky part. So this is why it's really a heart issue. We have to mm-hmm. we have to check our motives, check our heart. And and Jesus did a very good job with that like with the rich young ruler. Right. And we always point to him and say, "Well, he's not asking everybody to give up everything. But could you?" And I told my kids, "I don't know if I could. Honestly, if I came to him yeah. with the same question, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God or and he said, "Well, keep with the law. I've done all this." He said, "Well, then go sell everything." I'm like, "I got seven kids, man, and I got, I got. <laughs> what are you, what are you talking about?" So it's a little bit harder than you think. Now, being a fisherman might be a little easier. Like, I'm just going to give up my nets. That's it. <laughs> okay. I, but, that'd be tough to give up. I'm, sorry, I'm. You <laughs> like your fish. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. So, what about covetous? Though, what's a, what's is covetous, co- coveting, and greed and selfish are all kind of related. Right. So, some of the verses that we're going to be reading today are. Uh, connected with coveting and greed. Sometimes they're the same same words. It's it's You can use them interchangeably at times. Some of them are a little distinct. But uh, for the sake of the argument today, we're going to c- combine coveting and uh, greed together. Right. So coveting, you, you came up with this just one.
0: one. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but just want to interject. Because uh, some people might get the wrong idea that we think money is evil, but... I always teach my kids money is a good tool, but it's a bad master. It's yes. a terrible master. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can, you can use it as a tool, even if you have a lot of it, but if it becomes your master, then that's not good.
1: No, that's good. No, that's fine. We're, we're gonna, we're, we'll talk about it as we talk about all the verses. I think that's obvious that we, we're not necessarily saying money in itself is evil, but as we talk about uh, here in the future... It, it becomes problematic at times, and our, we are Americans, and we get confused. Sometimes we, we feel like we have to do certain things, we have to have certain things, we have to be certain things, and it's just not true. Our perspective is kind right. of skewed, and it's tough to get away from that at times, so we'll try. We're going to try today, but coveting, covetous, having or showing a great desire to possess something belonging to someone else. Strong's definition was uh, one eager to have more, especially what belongs to others, greedy of gain. So uh, when, we were, when we were looking at a lot of these greedy verses that we're going to be reading, a lot of it did have to do with the making of money and taking advantage of of others. And the, you know, before we get into the verses, I might as well go this, this direction here. Uh, so if I want to get on my soapbox a little bit here, Larry, <laughs> the... Um, well, when we were in Cincinnati, we, we visited the Underground Railroad Museum. Now, I was not expecting what I was uh, about to see. I was expecting to see a Harriet Tubman and what happened in the Deep South. But it was really a, a museum about slavery in the in the world in general. And right. I already knew all these things. Uh, I'm, I'm not very ignorant on those things.
2: Well, it was modern-day slavery, not just slavery in the world. It's well, slavery, slavery today. in the world—
1: all throughout time you know really but yes even even today this was a a monument for what's going on today and so I have purposed my life from from very early on to try to live very modestly to try to live fairly plainly I'm not a plain person I'm not Amish I'm not a Mennonite or anything like that but I don't try to live extravagantly I don't go buy fancy new things because I'm very aware of what America's con- contribution is to slavery in the world today. We sit here and we want all of our new things. We want all of our comforts in this world. But someone is going to have to take the hit on that. And a lot of these places in China and India and Africa, the child labor laws are a little bit more lax. People get paid way more or less. less. They, they live in terrible conditions. And the, the governments don't care. And they're terrible situations. In fact, slavery is still going on in lots of parts of the world. My kids didn't really know this, and I thought, oh, shame on me. I should have been informing them. But my worldview was shaped early on, and I knew these things were going on in the world, and I didn't want to participate as much as possible. Obviously, we, there's some things you just can't help But if we could all join together in some of these things, we could help end some of that. The reason why this thing exists is because the greed of Americans in the developing world, the the Europeans and the the Asian countries, we are so full of greed, we want more, that Mm -hmm. it's actually a hindrance to all these other people who are working to make that happen for us. So I can have my cheap little gadgets, so I don't have to spend a whole bunch to have my little thing. So, anyway, that was so, when we were up in Cincinnati, we went and visited. It kind of opened your eyes a little bit. Did you have anything you wanted to say about it?
2: It was eye opening. I mean, I, I knew about slavery and the you know, children working across the world. I just didn't realize how much.
1: Yeah, if there wasn't an appetite for men's appetites for sex, there wouldn't be a select sex trade. And, right. and that, was, that was one of the big things that are going on, obviously, right. is the sex trade. And, and if it wasn't our appetite for gadgets and little toys and just having stuff, 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 stuff. There wouldn't be as much slavery in this right. world today. Uh, you can't end all evil just because of your do good. So I'm not, I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox, but it, <laughs> it is that the coveting, wanting things that's not ours. Uh, oh, I want that. I want that. Oh, I want that. Americans are so full of, I want. And we want to consume. We are the most consuming country by right. far. We, we, we trash the most. We consume the most.
2: Right, we, buy, okay. we buy cheap and then we waste. We oh, we buy cheap and away. waste. Yes. So,
1: yes. Yeah. So anyway, if, if, if that is you, Larry, I hope that's not you. I know you guys. You're not, not very wasteful. Oh. But, you know, being conservatives, which I would consider myself a conservative, it is, it is amazing how many people I know that are quote unquote conservatives and are very wasteful. And when I say wasteful, I'm talking about just leaving tools out in the, the yard, uh, being lazy and not picking them up. And I'm guilty of that at times. Uh, I'm not sitting here pointing fingers. It just it makes me think I need to go pick that up because this is going to ruin this item. I'm going to have to go buy a new one. And our mentality in America is I'll just go buy a new one. Yeah. I'm not even going to yeah. fix it. I'm going to go buy a new one. I mean, that's how we got our TV in our house is our neighbor was throwing out a 50-inch TV and Jeremiah picked it up and fixed it for five dollars. It was a five-dollar fix, and we have a 50-inch TV, and and cause we're not gonna go buy one. At least back then, you know, <laughs> back then 50-inch TVs were I don't know six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, now they're like a dollar fifty. Um, okay, maybe not, not quite. We, we all like our cheap stuff. We do. And, yep. and look, we're, we're, I'm guilty of it at times too, but if we get out of that mentality of consuming and we don't need that little trinket, uh, it would kind of help. But some of these verses um, would help out. Like Jesus warns against covetousness and greed. Why don't you go ahead and start us off there in Luke.
2: Okay, Luke 12:15 says... And he said unto them, Take heed, and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth.
1: Okay, so I want to I wanna say something here first, there, and then I'll get your little take on this here. Um, take heed, beware of covetousness. So this is Jesus' words. This is something that we need to heed. What we're about to talk today is I'm not sitting there pointing fingers because I think we're all guilty of this at some point. Yeah. uh some more than others, but it, we're all we have to be aware and, and, and pay attention to that these things are not in what we possess. life is not here. And so in America we get caught up that this is heaven and this is not heaven. we're just passing yeah. through. so we don't get caught up and, and especially back in those days, the Jews thought that the wealthier you were, the were, the more spiritual you were. And Jesus kind of rocked everyone's world. So, anyway, did you want to say anything about that verse there, Larry?
0: Well, it just it reminded me that it seems like everybody knows that money can't buy you happiness, no. but yet they keep trying. They try. Yep, <laughs> they <trying>. try yeah. <laughs> They try, and they try. It, like, somehow they think it's going to be different for them, that the more money they get, the more stuff they get, the happier they're going to be. Well, like
1: I told the kids uh, yesterday, or whenever it was, we were talking about these issues, and I said, well... People say money can't buy happiness, but if you're an unbeliever, I'd rather have money than not have money. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd rather it, try. It makes life a little easier at times. Yes, <laughs> but no. But as a believer, we, we really need to think about all these things. It's, uh, in some of these verses that we're going to point out, it, it makes it pretty clear. We need to really be uh, aware of this and not just dismiss it and say, well, I'm not greedy. I'm not covetous. Well, maybe you are. You got our culture kind of defines these things for us sometimes and it's our job to go against the culture, be counterculture and well, and do what the Bible says.
0: Also, you don't have to be wealthy to be greedy or covetous yes. covet. Yep, yeah. covetous. Absolutely. Oftentimes yeah, you, know, you it's it, it it just covers everybody can be that way no matter your Social standing in
1: life. Yeah, we were going to get into that later, but we could, we could talk about that now. Uh, and then we get to that verse. We were talking about it. you can be in the ghettos, right. uh, poor. But their life still... is
2: still consumed with getting, getting, getting. Right. So they're greedy right there, too. So it
1: doesn't necessarily have to do with the socioeconomical situation. It could, you could be consumed about getting things. Okay, so Paul tells us that covetousness is idolatry.
2: Colossians 3.5, mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry.
1: So covetousness or greed, covetousness and greed is, is not fitting for saints. That's, that's what we're going to talk about later. But this is, not, this is not something that is for us. This is, this is foreign to Christians, and he compares it to idolatry. Now, should we be idolatrous? Is that a word? Idolatrous? Yeah.
2: Idolatrous, yeah. Um, of course not. That's bad.
1: No, that's bad. Uh, that's we all know bad. that. Okay, so let's go on to Ephesians five three.
2: But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints.
1: We just covered this in Bible study. Yeah. So this was, uh, this is fresh. But not, let it not be named among you. Man, what do you think about that, Larry?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, it shouldn't be, but unfortunately
1: oftentimes it is right let it not be once named among it's not becoming so it's not becoming of the saints to be a part of all these things that he compares it to things like fornication and and uncleanness and so we'd be like yeah yeah but then covetousness greed it's part of that it's just Damn. filthy it's i'm going to take it greed is like i'm going to take advantage of another person to get more than i should that's in making the money and some bosses out there need to check themselves before they wreck themselves. They, they need to, <laughs> they need to, it's good to make a wage. you that's one thing I liked about my boss. My boss, he, he makes a decent wage, but he pays his employees very well for what they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, a lot of people could take a, a cue from that. They build up their kingdoms on the backs of all these people that are working hard, slaving, and they're not slaves, but you know, but they're slaving basically for nothing. And they're making all the income. And why is that? You know, they're doing hard work. They should be making some money, too. Uh, so be very, very, very careful. Um, we, we got there. First Timothy 6, 9 through 10.
2: But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which, while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows.
1: So getting money seems like it's a harmful thing. It pierced with many hmm. sorrows. Isn't isn't that that seems like the opposite? You'd be like, hey, I have no problems. But the fo- the rich fall into a temptation and in a snare. Um, this this, like you were saying earlier, Larry, it's not a bad thing to have money. But he, look at this warning. I mean, this is not a very good warning. Those hmm. that would be rich in this world. And we look at some of our comforts, even me, I'm not, I don't make a lot of money, but I don't really lack for anything. And yeah. most Americans don't lack. They, they could get stuff if they want stuff. And uh, th- like we don't really need God for these things. It's just like, hey, well, I make money. So I don't know. What do you think about that, Larry? Yeah, it is. Money
0: brings its own headaches. And other, like he said in the verse, it, there's temptations that people with lots of money have that people without money right. don't have. Right. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's more difficult. Uh, example, uh, there's a, t- a statistic, if I can speak right. Statistic. Like people who, who win big money in the lottery. Yep, yep. Usually within... A few short years, they're worse off financially than what they were when they won the money because they they never learned how to handle it. Yeah, that is true. Just because you have stuff doesn't, again, like we said just a few minutes ago, it doesn't make you happy. No, oftentimes brings more headaches. Oh, the other thing uh, we were just talking about this, uh, Andrew and I, last night. Uh, It often seems like people that are it that are very successful in business, they usually get that at the cost of their family. Oh, right. Sure. So It's rare that you see somebody that's very successful and in business and very successful with their family as well. It, well, I think it that's where, like where
1: greed comes in. It's right. at some point, enough is enough, right? But we want more. Right. We want more. We want more success. We want more whatever. Are we just buy into the American way that I have to work my 40 hours or 50 hours or whatever it is. At the expense, expense of my family, uh, my relationship with my wife, my kids, my, my church, my neighbors, my whatever, but uh, there's no rule that says that we have to put in so many hours, and we have to make so much money, but it's at some point we want more, 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 and I, it makes me think about some of these young men in our circles. I, I don't know. There's some teachings out there going around about these young men getting ready for marriage, that they got to ha- get ready. And what that usually yeah. means is uh, get a house, debt-free, have a lot of money, and then you can get married. To me, that's nonsense. Uh, can you work? That's important. But right. you know, having all this money, then you don't have any <clears throat> so-called problems. I mean, some of our best times when we had no money. Yeah. We had no money. We still have good times. <laughs> but uh, uh, when, when, when Rebecca was born, I remember when Rebecca was born, and we had zero dollars, like Nothing. no money. And uh, we we don't we don't have credit cards or debt, so we're not we weren't going to go negative. But uh, I do remember writing that one check that was like if it's like a day or two bef- between my paycheck and it bouncing, we're in trouble. But um, <laughs> but those were fun times, right? Those were exciting. <laughs> and, but, uh, but character anyway, building, yeah. Well, actually, it is uh, very much so. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Hebrews thirteen five.
2: Okay. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee.
1: I think this is just going on what you just talking about, Larry. Uh, a conversation, that's our lifestyle, uh, our, our, our life. Right. Let it be without covetousness. Right. Why? Be content with the things that you have. That doesn't mean that you can't actually get more things. I'm not saying that we can, well... This, this end table is still hanging on. We can't get a new one. <laughs> I, I'm not, it's, it's not saying that, but be content with the things that you have because he will never leave you or forsake you. I mean, We've got to remember that life isn't made up of possessions. It's made up of mm-hmm. Christ, and Christ yeah. has, has set us free. He's, he's given us a life and life more abundantly, and it's not made up of stuff. And the more stuff you have, the more problems you have, according to Scriptures, right? Yeah.
2: All right, 1 Corinthians 5.11, But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner with such in one, know not to eat.
1: Yeah, don't eat with this person. Now, this one is a tough one, Larry, Yeah. because we don't even do the first part very well. So (laughs) the the, the don't eat part, I think, has a lot to do with church, if you know what I I believe on church. And we, we have a meal together and so that's fellowship. And so don't even eat with such a one. so this list, I mean, we know there's people, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of Christians that are like, oh, we don't judge, we don't do all this stuff, but they go out and eat with a person that calls himself a brother and is forticating or is, a, is covetous or is idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extorter, and that's where the, this extorter and covetous extorter is um, someone who takes money and is, yeah. kind of cheats people, and covetousness is greedy, so, such a one, don't even eat. Ooh, that's a tough one. That is tough. That's a yeah. tough one, Larry. What do you say? Yeah. It, you know,
0: the other thing I see is it, the way Paul associates covets is one with the fornication and idolatry. Yeah, that's true. And then this one with, with um, drunkards and extortioners. When I think of extortion, I think of like you have seen some of the old mafia movies. That's where right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're paying for protection. That's right. <laughs> They're extorting money from, yeah. So, and being covet, a covet, I can't even speak tonight. A covetous person, you're associated with that type of people. (laughs) You got it right. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I'm a winner. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, that's, uh, it's interesting how it's, what it's associated with. Right. And it ain't good. No, it's it's kinda, it's, 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 these lists
1: are never good. Never good. No. All right, babe, we got some verses to get through here, so okay. let's keep going. First Corinthians 6.10.
2: Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God.
1: Now, this one's ouch. Yeah, that's a long yeah. list right there. Now, like you just said, I can reiterate what you just said. Uh, look at that list that's right there. The covetous, the drunkards, the revilers, the extortioners, the thieves, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that's uh, uh, not very good. Not very good company, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, Larry, here's a good verse that we all love. I uh, want you to go ahead, babe. First right. John 2, 15 through 16.
2: Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world.
1: All right, I put this verse in here because I think this is actually the, the express picture of greed. Mm. Where does it come from? It's a lust. It's lust of the right. the flesh, the eyes, the pride of life. Like, yeah. w- why do we want? Why do we consume? Why? Do we... It's the lust, our desires to want more, more power, more this, that, and the other. We want yeah. all these things. Mm-hmm. And for what? To consume in it on our own lusts. And this is not of God. This is of the world. Yeah. Just that simple. Right. right. Give me, give me, give me. Yeah, that's right. to go to the next one? Sure. I, th- I know Larry wants to talk about this one.
2: Okay. 1 Peter 5 to feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind.
1: Yeah, now this is specifically talking about a leader, a church leader, and he's talking about the uh, elders to go feed the flock of God, but to do it. With a good heart, a pure heart, don't do it for filthy lucre. Don't, don't, don't do it for lots and lots of money. And I was reading an article this week, Larry, and it, it, was, it was absurd. The tax breaks that people in Texas get is absurd. And uh, a lot of these wealthy preachers, I mean, the tax bill for their property, their personal home, which, by the way, the parsonage is tax-free. So their personal yeah. home is tax-free. And I'm like, that's crazy. So some of these people, their tax bill, their property tax. Now think about this, you out there, if you're listening or watching on YouTube there. Think about your property tax, how much you pay for your house and your property tax. Well, this is in Texas, at least. Some of these preachers, $60,000. $60,000 is their property tax that they're saving. That's incredible. And uh, I'm nowhere even near that. I'm like, my goodness. Uh, Anyway. The uh, so yeah, anyway, feed the flock of God. You some, you got something you want to say about that one? All right, it's just it is aggravating to me because it's oftentimes
0: it's be, we think of, we talked about this early on about the pastorship and churches and right. how it's it's a it's a big uh, moneymaker for a it's lot a of big business, people. right? Yeah, big business. So yeah, there's a warning in Scripture not to do that. Right now, no. I'm not going to say that somebody. Who is uh, leading a church, if they, for some other reason, can't do another occupation to earn a living, like maybe in a foreign country, and they need to be supported by the people, then I think there's provision in Scripture. But yeah. if you're getting a salary,
1: right, and oftentimes it's a big salary. Right, right. Yeah. That's, the, that's, the, that's the thing. It's like, we're, we're not necessarily saying we're not going to get this again. Uh, We've covered this before, but I'm not saying that ministers, pastors, elders, bishops, whatever you want to call these church leaders, that they can't get money. But obviously this is, what are you doing it for? Can you do it for free? Like I I said before, can you do it for free? That's that's your motivation. But if you need to do it for filthy lucre, if you need more and more money to do this and you extort the people for it... Uh, which has been a problem throughout the ages in the church, uh hello Catholic yeah. Church hmm. so yeah. this is this has been a problem, and this is what we 're not to do so mm-hmm. uh why don 't we go ahead and read first Timothy six six This is an easy one
2: but godliness with contentment is great gain
1: yeah, you want gain in this world, How about be godly and content? Hmm. Boom, pretty simple mm. so um all right, how about j oh here 's a good one James four three.
2: Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts.
1: So this kind of goes along with First John there that we, we covered right. uh, earlier there, Larry. Is there something you want to say about this one in James? Uh, no, I think we got, we
0: got that. Cause, uh, yeah, well, I will say this. Oftentimes we we're, we pray to God to for something that we think is a need, but we just want it for our own selfish reasons.
1: Right, we have to check our. This is a motives one, right? Yeah. Like, why yeah. am I not receiving... Well, maybe it's and and some people actually get upset, like God's not listening to me. He won't give me what I want. And I'm like, well, maybe I, you don't yeah. need that. And uh, maybe I've been God praying knows for a
0: brand new Ford pickup truck, but uh, <laughs> right. I hmm. guess I don't need it. <laughs> my old Toyota is doing just great.
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. No, okay. actually,
0: I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm happy with my truck because it's paid for. I don't have to. Make that's a right. Payment. That's the best kind, right?
1: The paid for yeah, ones. That is, yep. Yeah. Okay, Luke anyway. 11, 39.
2: And the Lord said unto him, Now do ye Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but your inward part is full of ravening and wickedness.
1: So, yeah, the word ravening there is the same word that is used for greed and for coveting there. Raveting, it's a very interesting word. But actually, no, I'm wrong. That's a different verse. Uh, ravening is more like extorting. Hmm. And it's the same word there for extorting. And uh, so these Pharisees are presenting themselves as godly people but what they're doing is their their insides are full of wickedness and they're they're doing this as a position for wealth and power and to feed their lusts and jesus calls them on it on this one and says no this is not what it's supposed to be nope 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 you clean the outside but your insides need to be cleaned out and that goes for everyone Honestly, right, right, Larry. I mean, this is—we're yeah, uh, really, yeah. not above this. <laughs> no. I was in that position too. Uh, I needed my insides cleaned. I was trying to do the best to clean my outside, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I need Jesus. But, uh, but that's the whole point of Jesus. All right. So, what's next? Here we got Matthew six twenty four.
2: No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon.
1: And mammon. What's mammon there, Larry? Money. Yeah, money, money, money. money. Yep. Money, I, I wouldn't money, do it but it a long clip, so no. I can do that with me money. The money. <laughs> <to me> now <laughs> Yeah, if you don't know what that is, my goodness, you're you're a lucky person. But uh I believe that was uh the, the Leroy Thompson and the Money Cometh guy. Money hmm. co- or no, that might have been um that's either Leroy Thompson or Kenneth Copeland I I can't tell. But um yeah, they actually chant that in church. Money cometh to me. Now, they usually have a cha thing as they do it. Wow. That is terrible. That's terrible. Anyway, yeah. I, don't, where we? I can't serve two masters. Okay, yeah, this is, this is pretty obvious, right? This is logic 101. You can't serve two masters. You either love one or despise the other. Right. And, and uh, unfortunately, it's comparing between money here, and money for a good reason. I think Jesus knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. We need to check our hearts.
0: Yeah, you guys have
1: I uh, maybe I'm jumping
0: ahead, but you haven't used the most popular verse about the love of money.
1: Oh, we read that one. Oh you did? I missed yeah, it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was in the it was in the context of uh right here for uh first Timothy six, nine through ten, for the love oh, yeah, of money is the root of right. all we kinda root covered of over of that because of the temptations and the lust and all that, but yeah, that's right. but yeah, the love of money is the root of all evil. Um but yeah, we, we did cover that. That's that's what the ones with a bunch of sorrows. It brings a bunch that's of sorrows. Right. So yeah. yeah. But you want to talk about that one again? We could talk about it again. It's, well, no, it's, no, no. I'm sorry.
0: No, I, just, I was like, well, when is that verse coming up? I, I can't yeah, that, believe I
1: missed it. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, where are we at, babe? Matthew
2: 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto
1: you. So here's, here's Christ's answer to all this. And after you read the context of this verse, it's amazing. It, is, it puts some worry. This is a good verse when we talk about worry. But he's talking about Solomon in all the splendor and the the lilies of the field are clothed better than, you know, and I'm like, this is amazing because don't worry about tomorrow from tomorrow will take care of itself and, you know, all this. And and so he's like, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Now, I know what the prosperity teacher said. You seek first the kingdom, all these things will be added. (laughs) You'll have it all. (laughs) Uh, No, you just you have what you need. It's it's important that you you seek Christ's kingdom first. Right, Larry?
0: Right, absolutely. Yeah. It, and again, it goes back to the heart and being content with what you have. Absolutely. Rather than seeing your neighbor with a new car and thinking, I want that. Absolutely. But I was going to say, oftentimes the old saying, the, some of these old cliches are true. Like they say, the grass is greener on the other side. Right. Yep. That's
1: usually because it's uh, over the septic. That's why it's green. <laughs> that, yeah, that is a good point. Oh man, I, I, I walked into that one. I was like, okay, that yeah, grass is greener. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I guess you stepped in that one. That's,
0: yeah, what that's right.
1: Okay. So we are told not to give out of necessity or out of compulsion. Now in 2 right. Corinthians 9:11 it says
2: 9:7 says 9, 7. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for God loveth a cheerful giver.
1: Okay so at this point we're going to take a break real quick cuz we're going to get into a, a different we're going to get into some stats here but think about this before we get into this break he wants a, a cheerful giver not under compulsory giving Christmas time that is the the definition of Christmas, that we have to go and get presents for people. We have to go get presents for people we don't even care about sometimes. And we get a bunch of presents that we don't even want. And so it's a compulsory time to give. Now, some people are like, well, that's a good thing to give. It is a good thing to give. I'm not going to criticize people for giving. Uh, if you want to give me a gift, I'm all for it. <laughs> you know, I'm all for giving, getting gifts. Uh, but I don't really need... Fruitcake. Okay. No fruitcake, please. No fruitcake. Um, but anyways, we're gonna come well. back and we're gonna give some stats of, of Christmas spending and how compulsory is it? Is should it be giving? I mean, I like to when I think about when I walk in the store and I see something, I'll be like, Oh, my daughter would really like that. I like to be able to buy it and give it to her when I get home and say, I was thinking of you. That's how it works, you know? Or we we're, we're we come to church and someone's like has a need and we say, Hey, Let's get together and let's help them them out. And we give to them. We don't wait for a certain day out of the year to do it. Is it wrong to do it? Well, that's only between you and God. You're going to have to judge uh, for yourself. But when we come back, we are going to check out some of these stats here. The Mike Charleston Podcast.
2: The Mike Charleston Podcast.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you want to be a part of the show today, please email us at talk at org. That is talk at org. And if you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment and uh, subscribe and like or whatever you do on YouTube, I don't know. And if you're listening on Spotify, you now can rate the show. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review. That would do us a big favor. Thank you very much. All right, we are back, and we are still talking about greed and coveting, especially at this time of year, and babe, Larry's back on the line with us, and uh, babe's over here, and uh, Sarah's over here. The We got some stats, Larry. These are, I think you'll find fascinating. So uh, you want to hear them? Absolutely. I, I'm sure you did. <laughs> if you didn't, we we're still going to read them and mute you, but... Uh, <laughs> okay, so... We were just talking about 2 Corinthians 9, 7, where it says, Let every man purpose in his heart and give what he's supposed to give. And it's like, is it really compulsory? And is this really a giving time of year? Or is it just all about consuming and getting? Well, here are some stats about Christmas. This is all according to 2021. The top Christian spending stats for uh, 2021. Uh, Let's see. I guess you want me to read it. Parents plan to spend an average of $276 per child when it comes to Christmas gifts in 2021. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) $276 per child. That might work if you have a but, single child, Larry, but like my uh, family. Uh, that's what,
0: uh, <laughs>
1: I was just thinking that. <laughs> uh, not going to happen in my house. Am I right or am I right or am I right? No. <laughs> $276. No, 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 no. That's a lot. Uh, here's another one for you. 41% of Americans are willing to take on debt due to gift spending. This one, I totally understand. I see people yeah. just they don't, they don't, they'll worry about it later. Just put it on the card. Yeah. And that's crazy, that is 41%. Crazy. I'm, not, I'm, I'm surprised it's not higher. Yeah, I thought that would be a lot higher. Just a little bit, right? All okay, right. another one. $15.2 billion is the estimate total of unwanted presents. <laughs> Think about that.
2: That is a lot of money.
1: $15.2 $15. billion that's estimated on gifts that are not wanted. Wow. Uh, we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want this, Grandma. What do I do with this? You know, it's what do I do? But this is what happens when this is part of the celebration. This is part of your worship to these other gods that are, you know, Ishtar and all that. Well, not that's Easter. The uh, other gods. Yeah. But this is this is part of your worship, and you give gifts, and then it starts escalating, escalating, escalating until you get an escalate, and then uh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like what that's I did a, there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was a good one. Uh, so that's anyway, $15.2 $15. billion. That's absurd. Yeah. Now, I didn't see these, uh, these stats until just before the show. So this is fresh for me, and I was reading them, and i was like, you got to be kidding me. That is, that's actually incredible. So, okay, number four. America is expected to spend almost $6.1 billion on Christmas trees alone. Wow. $6.1 billion on Christmas wow. trees man the, i hope you're does, not a tree hugger
0: yeah <laughs> the, does that include uh, artificial trees as well or, I, I'm or not, I don't know
1: artificial trees doesn't really have a annual this right. is just according to 2021 but i'm assuming they're real trees but think about that yeah, that's a yeah. lot of money that is a lot yeah that is a lot of money <laughs> is that part of the unwanted gifts <laughs> <laughs> all right number five in 2021 Twenty one percent of Americans plan to spend less money on holiday gifts, which my wife pointed out to me means that
2: seventy nine percent plan to spend more.
1: Right. So So. only twenty one percent. And this is during the covid lockdown, no jobs, nothing. Only twenty one percent plan on spending less. That's right. Which that would
0: that would seem like the other part about going into, into debt would be higher.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, because no, right. people plan yeah. to spend more. I so. guess they, they, right. they've already planned their spending. so I guess. All right, here we go. If you wish to avoid getting someone a present that will not wow them in any way, try avoiding clothes and household items as a present. These two top the unwanted presents list with 43% and 20% respectively. So household items and clothing are the things to avoid.
2: Don't get something practical,
1: right? Because clothing. Let's be fair. Uh, my grandma's done this, and she's not living anymore, so she won't know. But she got me stuffed. I'm like, I am never going to wear this. It's this like, what do I do with this? You know, all those. Ho- how? You know, it's presumption to like, hey, I'm gonna buy you a big old picture that you're gonna put in your house. Like, wh- I don't want it. It's ugly, and where am I gonna put it? So anyway, it, it's so un- don't go. Don't. Those are the tops on the unwanted list, and this is why there's so much money that is wasted yeah. they end right. up at thrift stores that I can go pick up later for <laughs> pennies on the dollar. Because yeah. right. that, that's where we <laughs> go shopping, at the thrift store. Yeah. All right. Here are some surprising stats about our clutter. So this is the, – the Christmas time is over. So no more, no more, no more uh, Christmas. So this is just about clutter. So this is the aftermath. Okay, Larry? Here are some surprising stats about our clutter. That help us understand how big of a problem our c- accumulation has actually become. All right, I want you to read these? Number one.
2: Okay, there are 300,000 items in the average American home.
1: That is according to the LA Times. I don't know wow. how they figured this out, but 300,000 items.
2: That is a lot.
1: That's crazy. Well, but if I look around my room right now...
2: I know. I wonder if we counted what we'd come up
1: with. I, I, I don't want to count. I'd be afraid... Uh, look at our warehouse, <laughs> my goodness. I know. Well, we have a lot of items. Oh well, we have a lot of books, too. Yeah. Okay. I mean,
2: thousands. We probably have thousands of books.
1: Okay, well, that's yeah, Far but Cry from 300,000 oh, items. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. That is a lot. And thousand.
0: that's average, so. That's average, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number well, two. It, you know, yeah. well, I was going to say, if you could sell all that for a dollar, even, Yeah. Well. you could clean your house out and
1: start over. That's a good point. I don't know if my bed is the same as my pen, but... uh, Well, it averages out over... It 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 does (laughs) average out. (laughs) Okay. Number two.
2: All right. The average size of the American home has nearly tripled in size over the past 50 years.
1: That's according to NPR. And uh, this one's obvious, I think. In the 1950s, average homes... We we moved from a house that was built in the 1950s, and it was 1,350 square feet. It was 1,300, 1,400 square feet. And uh, then we moved into a house that was like 5,000 square feet. It was an old barn that we transformed into a house. But yeah. it was, it was uh, most of the houses back then were a lot smaller. People spent time outside. Nowadays, we want bigger homes. And I think there's a trend to kind of tone it back a little bit more. Um, but we, we do have these bigger homes. I think that is, that is obvious. But what, this goes with the next one, which is kind of funny.
2: Okay, and still one out of every 10 Americans rent off-site storage, the fastest-growing segment of the commercial real estate industry over the past four decades.
1: Is the storage units, right? Yep. So, yeah, so one out of 10 Americans rent off storage, off-site storage, storage. Larry, do you have a storage unit? No, we do not. No, either do we. Other mm-hmm. than
0: our back porch. <laughs> right. <our> shed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you're so. not
2: renting a space. So, so 10% no. of
1: Americans... <laughs> have a storage unit now some of that is legitimate they're in between moves and or for business or things like that but right. the, the the number one not a number one but a, a very highly growing business is a storage unit a steel yeah. building yeah. I,
0: I don't know about where you guys are but in our area those things are going up all over the place There's everywhere one, it's yeah it, they're just building it and it's huge and they're ugly it's gonna have yeah, well, this one looks like it's going to be kind of high tech, but oh, still. right now,
1: but twenty years from now, it's going to be a trailer. Well, trash. yeah, that's true, but
0: but yeah, I'm like, why do you have all that stuff? <laughs> if it if you if it doesn't fit in your house, then donate it or sell it or give it away, do something. I mean, I don't understand why you have hey, to hold on to that
1: stuff. One of the most popular. TV shows as hoarders. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. we like watching people with their stuff. I <laughs> know. So. All right. Here's another. Which one are we on, babe? Uh,
2: number four. The United States has upward of 50,000 storage facilities, more than five times the number of Starbucks.
1: So, yeah, that goes with what we were just talking about. 50,000 storage units. And those are big. Those aren't yeah. like one unit. That's, that's like that's a unit with a bunch of units. 50,000. That's more than Starbucks. And I just I can't even imagine yeah. there's that many Starbucks. But... Um, That's
0: crazy. That's a lot of
1: storage facilities. Yeah, and
0: you know the other thing about the—they're not cheap to rent either. I Actually, thought they were kind of cheap. People spend a lot of money on that. No. No,
2: it's kind of expensive.
0: Like 150 bucks a month.
2: Oh, yeah. That sounds expensive to me.
1: Well, if you don't have any, (laughs) you don't have a. I mean, if you don't have a a warehouse to put stuff. Yeah. Okay. I mean. I
2: guess it's all relative.
1: I I guess (laughs) I, I don't know. To me, that's expensive because. I don't want to store anything.
0: All yeah. right, exactly.
1: Okay, yeah. so, so then our, our stuff stresses us out. We have to put it all somewhere. Most people in America say that they have too much stuff. This is true.
2: Yeah.
1: You ask everybody and they're like, oh, I just have too much stuff. I have too much stuff, too much yeah. stuff. Well, why don't we get rid of it? Why do we accumulate so much stuff? We have holidays like birthdays and, and Christmas and where we just accumulate more stuff unwanted stuff. We stuck it in a corner somewhere. We put it in a storage unit. We don't want to offend, offend Aunt Mima. So we're like, we'll put it over here. If she comes over, we'll hang up the picture and uh we'll put it out. We're like, this is so ugly. But, you know, whatever. Uh So it's, it stresses us out. It, it Just stuff stresses us out. As I, I'm saying that, we have two TVs right here that we we're trying to get rid of. And <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I don't stuff, want that. stuff. And yet, here we go again, buying, 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 always more. That was yeah. your comment. What do you mean by that?
2: Well, that's, that's what we do, especially the holiday season. That's what everybody's doing. Everybody's out shopping and buying more, but even without the holidays, that's just what we do. People we used to have a need. rule
1: in our house that when we got something, uh, especially this time of year, it was you had to go get rid of stuff. Right. It was like when yeah. something came in, something has to go out, and uh, it's not a bad rule, Oh. but still it doesn't fix the stuff problem we're still getting rid of we're, we're wasteful country we're wasteful people right we consume we're consumers we're consumers why can't we just be so if you're buying gifts here's a hint buy chocolate you know buy food yeah, buy, there you go. buy something that is, uh, that is that is short-lived and that they can it goes back to the ground or something I don't know so anyway <laughs> pick, this is what you said picture <laughs> picture of greed intense and selfish desire for something especially wealth power or food so the, I was saying that greed is not necessarily money based I can be Man. greedy about my time I can be greedy about power I can be there's all kinds of things that can can bring kind of like that verse that we were just reading in first John about the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life it's more than just money that greed can be a part but most of the time in the Bible it is associated with money and things and stuff. But in America, we can sometimes easily throw money at a problem and save our time. I don't want my time. I don't want to spend that time. I'll help them go get help. I'll pay for their their help, you know, go see a counselor. But I don't want to spend time counseling them. I don't want to hear their problems. I don't want to spend time because my time is valuable. I want to be greedy about my time. I want to be greedy about my... Uh, position my power whatever it is so so anyway um what do you think about that larry have you thought about that
0: oh yeah yeah especially this time of year this is why i don't i don't really like i i like this time of year but i don't like it and most of the time you see it starting in like september where they're always pushing to buy 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 buy. it yeah (laughs) it's always talking about you know your gift giving season and just talking about buying stuff right and and most of the time the stuff that especially like toys and stuff that part of that 271 dollars parents spend on their kids yeah most of it is just junk and it's going to be broken in a few days anyway ends and up they're in they're the trash be, right yeah it's and terrible so, did you have a verse you yeah. wanted to
1: read about something about that uh, well,
0: I was talking about we talked about this earlier. Um, was it Second Peter two, one through five? It, it's Something not necessarily like the context of um, greed or anything, but it, it talks about making merchandise of people, and the principle I think is that people are out there to use you to make merchandise of you and right. take your money and
1: by hook or by crook sometimes. The, yeah the, that's right, <laughs> but yeah yeah, and yeah, so that, go you can go look up that verse um uh, it's second Peter 1-5. Two, two so yeah yeah, yeah yeah. Christmas
0: has become just a big commercial holiday, oh, no doubt, and it, oh well, and it you think of we just had thanksgiving and what's the big event at thanksgiving? It's not thanksgiving, it's black friday
1: well so, it, yeah it's it's turning into that it, it's creeping into thanksgiving, but that's still mainly the day after. Um, so we're thankful right. one day, and then we flip yeah, the switch, we, we and we are, then we say, yeah. let's get and stuff. W- <laughs> we're going to talk about this in just a second, the the antithesis of greed. Part of it's being thankful. But it is ironic that we just spent a day being thankful, and then what are we going right, to do right after? We're going to get right out there and, right. Yeah. and spend, 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 get, 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 get. And uh, it's like, oh, we're very thankful. Yeah, how about <laughs>
0: that? Well, and I remember when I was a kid, Black Friday wasn't that big of a deal. It was sort of like... Yeah, we stores would have sales, but they wouldn't open until like ten o'clock the next day, on Friday. Right. And now, oh man, they're creeping into it, Thursday. It's six o'clock on Thursday evening, and yep, it's just crazy. Hey, but, but if you can get a seventy-five
1: inch to... TV for two hundred fifty dollars, it's worth it. Well, <laughs> oh, okay, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I want that cheap stuff.
0: Just <laughs> that's
1: right. No, no. But yeah,
0: no, but it goes right into what you're saying. It's it, the the antithesis is being thankful for what you do have. Right. Well, so and the
1: we, we were we were talking about a definition for greed with the kids and we went out to eat last night and we we're talking about greed as we were stuffing our faces. And um, <laughs> yes. so, so what we came up with was. As I was eating, it, it dawned on me that greed for Americans, because it's hard for us to imagine greed, because it's always never us. We're not greedy. Right. It's always someone else. You know, Bill Gates is greedy, or right. Elon Musk is, easy, is, is is greedy, not easy. But, uh, <laughs> but we're not greedy. I mean, I'm still trying to make it here. And I need this house, and I need this car, and I need these clothes, and I need to keep up with the latest trends and fashions and things like that. But, so we don't really judge ourselves very properly. But well, I, was telling, I was telling you this, Sarah, not Larry. Um, right. How does it show itself kind of the most? Where do we see greed a lot? And, and I thought, what about food? Yeah. And food. Americans yeah. can relate to food a good bit.
2: We like to eat.
1: Yes. And where has our greed of food brought us to? It brought us to obesity, diabetes, heart disease, et cetera. We've gotten fat because yeah. we eat. We want more we can't be satisfied with what we have. We would need to get more. It's like I w- I go out to eat, and I'm like full. And then and then people are like, you want dessert? I'm like, dessert? Are you crazy? Like, okay, bring another well, round. Sure. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. And we just eat. We eat. We consume. We want more. I think that is a picture of what greed is. That's what greed looks like in our lives and we become fat. Well, think about all the stuff that we have, the warehouses that we fill up, the storage units. We've become fat on stuff. Yeah. And so if you think about it in the terms of food, uh, I think that helps out. Yeah. I don't know what you think. You made a comment last night, but you're probably not going to make a comment. Uh, what, what do you think about that? <laughs> or maybe Larry has something to say.
2: I got something to say. It,
0: there was a movie out. It was called Wally. Yep. And it was just kind of about that where we just, Mankind had so overwhelmed the Earth with all their stuff that they were buying that they actually had to leave the Earth. And oh wow! <laughs> live wow. on the ship, but <laughs> okay. <it's, laughs> and all the people became fat and lazy. All they did was sit around in in these uh, chairs that would hover around, and they always had a big, like a look like a big gulp. <laughs>
1: right. So right. This is kind of funny. So no. Th- so you didn't have anything you wanted to say about fat and greedy and I think it, it kind of plays part of it you know together
2: it does and i just think it's sad because we bring these problems on ourself we get all this we go shopping we buy all this stuff and then we have too much and then we're stressed and it needs we need to organize we need to get rid of stuff and same with when you talk about food we eat we eat we eat we want more and more and more and then. We're fat, and everybody wants to go on some kind of diet. Everybody's right. trying to find some way to fix the problem of I just put too much food in my mouth. So it's yeah. it's just sad the cycle that we're, we seem to be stuck in.
0: Right. So let's see. Well, that just reminded me because we're at the holiday season, you know, and everybody wants and gives and gimme gimme gimme, and they we stuff our face with all kinds of goodies, and then what happens a week later? We all make our New Year's resolution where we're going to lose weight and lose get, and and get of
1: stuff. It's
2: going to be different next organized.
1: year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. yes. Yeah. So verses that say greedy specifically. So these were you. This one This one was Leviticus. Like Leviticus. What is that? Actually, it's Isaiah 56, say, 10 it through it 11. Isaiah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. It says. Close. your clothes." His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. Sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber, yea, they are greedy dogs which can never have enough, and they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, every one for his gain from his quarter.
1: Yeah, that's not a very good picture. That is the the leadership <laughs> in Israel at the time. Not a very good picture. They're greedy. That read that verse again, and it's it's it, it paints a bad picture, man. They're lazy. <laughs> yeah. They're fat. They're slumbering. They're it's just bad. Uh, I, I I like that because, uh, like a dog, a dog will just
0: eat themselves sick.
1: Yes. Shadow loves <laughs> just to just eat. To <laughs> Shadow yeah. will eat anything. And uh, he loves to eat. Are there dogs? Not so much. They'll eat. Yeah. But Shadow will eat himself to death. <laughs> Shadow lives for food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So First Timothy three, three, 3 and 8. Right.
2: Not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. And then likewise must the deacons be grave, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre.
1: So once again, this is a leadership thing, and it actually says greedy in there. So that's why we read those. So what is the answer? We have, we have just a few minutes. We are over time already, but we just have a, a few things. The antithesis of being greedy, we, we kind of touched on it a little bit, is to be thankful, right? And to be a giver. Now, I know that's kind of counterintuitive to what we just said, because this time of year is about giving, People right? People want to give. But they give in a bad way. It's not a, a con, it's not a constructive giving. It's just out of compulsory. It's I have to give. I have right. to go to the store and find something for someone, even if they don't need it. And I don't understand that. You know, I really don't. But if, no. if I needed something, then, you know, I like it and I don't have it. Then go ahead. Buy it for me. I, that's great. Right. But just to buy little knickknacks and trinkets and nonsense that no one needs is uh, kind of strange. But here's a couple of verses on giving. Giving.
2: Text 2035, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring yet to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive.
1: It's more blessed to give and receive. I've heard people use this verse for this time of year, but why don't we give smartly? There are plenty of people in this world that really need, Yeah. And I know they do Operation Christmas Child, and there's a lot of hurting people out there. There's there's countries that are, you know, we should give to the slaves. We should free the slaves, right? No, okay. <laughs> Save the whales. and uh, Okay, so Second Corinthians 9,
2: 6-7. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver.
1: Yeah, how many cheerful givers are out there? I mean, people love to give. Uh, you know, my family, Christmas time, they, they love to give. This is a this, this is time. They love to give. Uh, I'm not judging people's motives here. If you like to give, then fine. Go ahead. Give. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to stop people from giving because this is a good time to give. But give smartly. Don't, don't do it grudgingly out of necessity. Then just keep it. But yeah. throughout the year, instead of just Christmas time, you should be a giver. Giver okay. of your time, giver of your, your abilities, giver of your money you know think of what their needs are. Uh, consider one another and where they are and if they have a need or if you just want to bless someone I, I know we had a friend recently who' just he's, he wants to bless us and he's trying so hard to bless us and it just didn't work out you know a couple he wants to help us out in some area and uh, he'll figure it out one day uh, which is fine you know I can appreciate that he wants to be a blessing to us because we have been a blessing to them. And uh, I can appreciate that, but it has to make sense. You know, like right. if he just said, I'm going to pay for a vacation for you to go on. And I'm like, well, I can't take that time off. You know, it's not yeah. a very smart uh, thing. But uh, if you wait a couple months, then I can use this one. And if you want to pay for it, that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, but no. Um, so be thankful for what you have. Here's a couple thankful verses.
2: Ephesians five twenty, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: And Colossians three fifteen,
2: and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful.
1: So anyway, Larry, I think we we understand that the answer to all this problem of stuff and greed is obviously giving thanks and um, giving,
2: giving, and giving and being and thankful, giving yeah.
1: with a good heart, and yeah. and not asking for things out of of a wrong motive and realizing that the things of this world are the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Check your heart and motive this time of year of why you're doing all these things. Are there really people in need that you could help out? Uh, Is there different things throughout the year? Why do we have to wait for December 25th or a random day that's your birthday to go and give? Uh, If someone you see has a need reach out and give to them, bless them, be thankful for the things that you have. If you're thankful, it's hard to just, well, I guess it's different than sentimental. It's hard to get rid of things, but it's hard for me to get rid of things. You're very good at it. Get rid of things. So anyway, do you have any last words there, Larry?
0: Well, yeah, I was going to say with being thankful is also to be content. Right. And, And it's funny to me that this time of year, it's supposed to be a jolly, happy time, but yet most people get stressed and frazzled because they're trying to, they overextend themselves financially and right. they're trying to find the perfect gifts gift to just, yeah. And it's like, well, that's not what, if this season is supposed to be happy and about being, the, about the birth of Christ and all that, then why are you so stressed? Right. Why can't you be content? Why can't thankful. you worship
1: in holiness and truth? And
0: yeah. Well, that's yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Instead of worrying about how much this iPad is, I have to get my kid. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. Let me tell you something. Buying for teenagers is hard because yeah. they have jobs. They have money. They can get stuff. Like, well, my, they want cars and computers. That's what they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm um, well, not going to buy them.
0: The other thing, too, is if you want to give somebody a gift, let it be something that's meaningful to that person or something that's meaningful mutually. Right. You know, I
1: right. So that's I'd, why I do family gifts. Mm. Want right. To family. So it's part of part of. I didn't do this earlier. I forgot to do this. But part of this was. It's all because of
0: tradition. Tradition.
1: tradition. This is why we yeah, do I'm it. Sorry. We celebrate, and this is part of the celebration. And we don't even question it. But we we are filling our barns with things and stuff and i think jesus said something about that you know right. filling our barns but today your your life is required of you
0: well it's also it, to me all of our holidays have become so commercialized pretty much by, by i yep. mean i can't think even yep. it's like president's day what is that it's a <laughs> president's day yes <laughs> you know, yep. not that that's a big holiday
1: but they no, have they got all these president's, president's day sales days. yeah yeah exactly that's what Oh Martin God. Luther King Day is coming up pretty soon, and he, he died for a cause. And what we've relegated it down to a, a 10% off.
0: <laughs> you <know>? Right, exactly. <laughs> Free shipping
1: if you put MLK. Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, really? Come on, man. We're supposed to remember these things. These are holidays were, were for a reason. And I don't think right. that the Jewish holidays had anything to do with merchandise.
0: Exactly. In, in, well, the word "holiday" it comes from "holy, holy day. day," right? So, yeah, let's uh, not a commercial day,
1: right? <laughs> so. Right. Well, we have turned it. We are worshiping the god of Babylon, and uh, exactly. Babylon is here. Rome is here, and uh, the... we talked about that at church actually just Sunday. Had nothing to do with Christmas, but Michael was talking right. about yeah. Revelation and just Babylon. Babylon has fallen, fallen, and is, is reveals its ugly head in many, many ways. And unfortunately, this time of year, it mixes and mingles with what people want to truly celebrate. And I, I give people with good motives. They, they want to right. honestly worship Jesus, but then their actions they actually undo what they say it's like jesus isn't about this jesus isn't about gaining wealth and 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 stuff and junk and nonsense and drunkenness and parties and revelings and that's not jesus that's not christ and yet this is a big part of uh of of the season is waste and Mm. and excess and that is not the christian life so anyway that's all we have today Uh, I know we went way over I'm sorry Joshua we're at one minute we're at one hour and ten <laughs> ten ten minutes maybe or something like that we do have to edit but uh but thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I did want to uh, maybe i'll save this for next next time uh, I do want to change some things up on the website and podcast, but I'll announce that next episode uh, so hopefully at the beginning of the year uh we're looking for some some writers and things like that so uh, but yeah. if you want to email, would that be season season two? Well, see, season one started April nineteenth, so I don't know when season oh, two. Okay. We're gonna we are gonna take a break, but we're gonna talk about that next time. And um, I hate taking breaks. That's where you kind of lose your inertia and your mo- momentum and and all that. But uh, I hate it when other shows take their breaks, and I'm like, dude, really? But you know what? People got lives, <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. we, we gotta take breaks. I don't, but. <laughs> Larry doesn't have a life <laughs> so uh, anyway Larry
0: what are you doing
1: and with that I guess we will sign off and thank you for watching on YouTube please w- subscribe and uh, bring that little bell and make a comment whatever you do on YouTube and if you're watching on if you're listening on Apple or Spotify you can rate and review please go ahead and do that it helps people find us uh, thank you for watching thank you for listening see you later
2: You've been listening to the Mike Charleston Podcast.